the Long Story Short Podcast with Liz Calloway. Welcome to the Long Story Short, the weekly podcast on Burn Media. I'm Liz Calloway. If you like to connect the dots like I do, just to see what the left is really up to, then you'll love the Long Story Short. Thank you for downloading this podcast wherever podcasts are found and for following me, Liz Calloway, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can reach me via email, LizCallowayLLC at gmail.com. That's Calloway with all A's. If you find this show to be interesting and of value, please subscribe and turn on the notifications and give us a five-star review. Also, please share it with your friends. We need to get the word out and help save America. And now, on with the show. It's Long Story Short with Liz Calloway. We are so lucky that we had the opportunity to get on the air with us today. Ed Brodo, he's a conservative political commentator and a negotiation expert, which I'm sure sure comes in handy. But he's also the author of a, of a new book called America on Its Knees, The Cost of Replacing Trump with Biden. Good morning, Ed. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So um, I was reading through your book, and uh, of course, this is something that we've been covering on the radio show every single day, uh, you know, since Biden has uh, taken office. We just need to know, how in the world did 81 million people decide that Biden was a better idea (laughs) than how we were living under Trump? Can you maybe refresh my memory on, on what was happening at that time that you think that 81 million people thought it was a good idea? Well, I think there were two reasons that uh, accounted for that. Number one was the, uh, the virus, the uh, COVID virus. Uh, had the election been held earlier in the year, uh, Trump would have absolutely wiped Biden off the face of the earth. But the media somehow managed to convince the public, or large segments of the public, that, that uh, Trump uh, was to blame for COVID. A ridiculous idea, but that's what they were putting out there. So that was number one. And number two, uh, the media uh, did everything that they could to uh, prevent the public from being aware of Biden's shortcomings. And not only the media, but I mean, we're talking about academia, uh, Hollywood, mm-hmm. big tech. Uh, the left has managed to infiltrate all of these influence areas in our society. If, if, and, Trump, uh, if they, Trump had a son like Hunter Biden... Do you think that for one minute they would have ignored it as much as they did? Well, absolutely not. It's a total double, uh, double standard. I mean, everything that, you know, if Trump sneezes, it, it, you know, it became a big issue with them. But uh, now this business with Hunter Biden is, is, is a disgrace. Uh, Biden is uh, clearly a corrupt politician. And yet I, I was out in the street the other day and I ran into my neighbor and I, was, and I mentioned Biden's corruption. And she said, oh, come on, Ed. You must be making that up. That's not true. <laughs> Gosh. She's been, she's been listening to CNN, yeah. reading the New York Times, and mm-hmm. they're putting out all this, all these lies. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And that's why I wrote my book, yeah. uh, America on its knees. That's, that's, that was the reason I wrote it. You know what? Because I, I lo- want people to be aware of the facts that the media is not telling them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved your book, uh, especially for someone who does my job for a living, because I'm living it on a day-to-day basis. And this put together the last year and a half. Um, and, and when I started looking, reading through it, and I was like, oh my gosh, everything we've been through as a nation, 
and we're, we're so worn down and worn out. And I think what's starting to happen is people are getting really angry and they're realizing the anger. They're realizing the, the, the rise again of, of the MAGA movement and Trump and the rallies are, are starting to, you know, really get, garner a lot of steam. And, and the Trump endorsed candidates, we just had one, uh, you know, we had Tom Rice, who was one of the uh, representatives who voted for to move the impeachment forward. He was totally shellacked by an America first primary candidate, Russell Fry. So we were excited to see that. And I feel like that momentum now is coming back. Um, and so I'm starting to feel hopeful again. How do you feel about the current climate right now? Or do you feel like people are starting to really see what's happening? And the fact that now Kamala Harris is going to be heading up this new like disinformation uh, you know, uh, a governance board, you know, that they, they, they paused one, but they're starting a new one, an, inter an internet policy task force. <laughs> I mean, it's like, is this pre in preparation for 2022? What's happening here? Well, uh, to answer your, your first question, yes, I am optimistic. I, I believe that in November, we're going to take back both the House and the Senate. And I believe in 2024, we'll take back the White House, uh, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or someone like that. It's got to be a strong yes. person in order to uh, deal with the, with the deep state and with the Democrats. But I, I am very uh, optimistic because, as you say, there is a tremendous uh, uh, anger that is rising. Mm -hmm. and, and people, uh, conservatives, uh, are beginning to say, I've had enough of this. And, and they realize that they have to do something about it. And what they have to do is get out to the polls and, and vote out these Democrats. The Democratic Party has gone off the deep end. Yeah. And, and the real danger to the country is not that Joe Biden is uh, cognitively challenged mm -hmm. or that he is corrupt. The real challenge is that, that Biden has sold out to the extreme left wing of the Democratic Party. Yeah, and and I... make no mistake about it. These people want to change the United States mm -hmm. into an authoritarian Marxist socialist country run by unaccountable bureaucrats, what we call the deep state. That's what Obama started when he said he wanted yes. to fundamentally transform America. Mm -hmm. That's what he meant. Yeah. And that's what Biden is trying to do right now. But uh, the everyday American didn't realize that. When they saw that an African-American president, albeit that he's half African-American, was elected, they thought, all right, well, I didn't vote for him, but I'm happy for the country and maybe he'll do some good. Like, most people felt that way. By the time he was elected, look, a couple of months into the second term, people were like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> What's happening here? Like, I, I felt like, um, you know, people started to get an awakening around that time. And uh, by the time, you know, we were done with Obama and, and now, you know, we had a taste of Trump and we felt patriotic again. You know, the Biden administration has taken that concept of patriotism and made it into white supremacy. And now they're saying to the oil companies, well, it's patriotic to, you know, bring down the gas prices and not take as much profit, like do it for the country. Now, if that isn't, a, you know, a nod to communism, you know, the, the inching towards that where you're doing it for the state, you know, it's just it's just amazing how their view of patriotism, how they've completely corrupted it. And they're trying to convince us that their form of patriotism is correct. And the other one is white supremacy. Yeah, well, the offensive thing that's happened with the oil thing, uh, Biden told everybody before the election that he wanted to eliminate fossil fuels. 
And I don't think people either didn't believe him or they didn't understand what he was saying. Mm -hmm. But he has deliberately attempted to destroy the oil industry and in the process destroy America's energy. You know, we had energy independence under Trump. Biden destroyed it. And, and now, instead of taking responsibility for what he did, he, Biden is trying to blame other people. First, he blamed Putin. It was Putin's fault that we had right. inflation. Now he's blaming the oil companies for what Biden himself did. Now, who's falling for that? I think a lot of Americans are beginning to wake up and realize yeah. that this is a big lie. Absolutely. Speaking of big lie, did you see CNN's new man in charge? He told uh, all the people, all the journalists or talking heads on there, do not say big lie anymore because it's a Democratic talking point and they want to seem more fair. <laughs> well, you know, I, it's going to take an awful lot of work for me to start speaking highly of CNN. When I watch CNN, it's, I'm disgusted by, by oh, the yeah. things that I hear. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of my favorite parts in your book, um, and I want to make sure we get to it because this is really why I wanted to talk with you. What role can I play? Okay, so, you you know, I want to know what I can do to make sure. Now, I, I have a radio show every morning. I know I'm trying to find, get, get out the truth as much as possible. But sometimes I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because the people listening to the show are, you know, plugged in like I am. What else can we do to make sure that this movement, this red tsunami, um, it just wipes away what's happening in 2022, in November of 2022 and beyond. Now, what you're doing is the right thing. Yeah, and you're not preaching to the choir, because you have to remember that we have a lot of uh, conservatives who have been very passive, and they need to be awakened, and you're awakening them with your show. Uh, I'm awakening them with my book. That's my contribution. I write about this. Yeah. I write articles and books and try to inform people about what's going on. And uh, the truth, of, uh, you know, the, the proof of it is, I have a number of friends who voted for Obama, uh, and, and who now say, "Gee, I, boy, was I duped! I fell for the that's whole right. thing, and it was a big mistake." So people are waking up, and that's our job is to wake people up. The other thing that you know people can do, as, as I as I said, they've got to get out and vote. You got to get out in, in huge numbers, and because there's a lot of monkey business that went on in that election. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're, and you're not allowed to say that now. No. The Biden administration, they want to label you as a domestic terrorist <laughs> if you so much as insinuate that there was uh, funny business in the election. Well, there's an enormous amount of evidence of, of that the, the Democrats did not play fair. And uh, people are saying to me, well, what if they do that in the next election? And my answer is we can overcome that by getting out in, in enormous numbers and, and we can just swallow it up. By, by voting for Republicans. And I, I tell everyone I know, don't vote for Democrats anywhere. Or fake Republicans. <laughs> or fake Republicans. Well, that's another problem. <laughs> that is a that, big that problem. Me. I watch the Republicans in Congress, and, and they have also been very, very passive. Mm -hmm. They need to get, you know, there, there are a few people like Josh Hawley. Yes. And, um, I love Chip uh, Roy. Uh, Chip Roy is awesome. Uh, I'm sorry? Chip Roy. I love Chip Roy. I love... Yeah, uh, I mean, Rand, there, are, there are a bunch Rand of them Paul. now that are, yep. that, are, that are coming to the forefront mm -hmm. who, are, who are willing to speak up and even criticize their own party. But we, we have to energize the Republican Party because the Democrats are, are on the warpath. You know, they're, they're out for this, this leftist agenda, and they're going at it. Uh, anything, anything goes. The end justifies the means. There's no morality. So we have to really push back with equal fervor and, and with equal uh, uh, belief that, that what we're doing is the right thing.
Absolutely. And uh, what we're seeing right now, and I, I want to be able to squeeze this in, Ed, and we're speaking with Ed Brodo, the author of this great book um, that I, I think everyone should have because it gives you the words to say and the things to do. America on its knees, the cost of replacing Trump with Biden. Uh, it, it, you know, you, you kind of go through all the um, how we entered into 2020 in such great shape. And they, they, they took that COVID pandemic um, and I really still, it's such a disservice what they did. I really don't even know how serious of a pandemic it really was because I, I don't even trust anything that they say about that and the therapeutics and, and the vaccines and, um, the, well, we don't trust you, the I'm election. Glad yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't believe it was a big deal pandemic. I think it was another case of another very bad flu, mm-hmm. but they, they built this thing up so that they could get power. Yes. It's all about power. Yes. It was never about helping people or, or, you know, enhancing health. And I think Trump about- realized that. He realized that. Well, Trump did realize that, absolutely. <laughs> he realized it like a few weeks in, and he's like, wait a minute. And then, you know, he was trying to, uh, you know, I, I saw this like massive struggle between the D.C. machine and Trump. Like, I felt like he was a man out there on an island trying to fight this, trying to protect us. But it really was too much. They, they were salivating the Fauci's of the world and, you know, the liberals of the world and the Bill Gates of the world. They were salivating over this opportunity. And I always talk about it like the biggest one of the scariest types of movies to watch are those ones that are like about outbreaks and pandemics and like, oh, my God, this is awful. You know, zombies. And, you know, people are really, really scared of that. And so now they had this opportunity. And they go, wow, look at how everyone's responding. They're all like staying home and shutting down their businesses. This is amazing. And I feel like they just went for the jugular, and they, they got most of us. Um, they but pulled they, a fast one on us. Yeah, and some of the states, you know, they, were, they, they stood strong. But, you know, we were scared because we didn't want to make a big mistake and then be wrong, right? And then a lot of people died from the disease. So it was kind of like a crapshoot until we all started to see the writing on the wall like a couple of months in. Like, what are you, what are you guys doing here, you know? Well, first of all, a lot of people, when you say a lot of people died from the disease, that was another lie. Yeah. The, the statistics that were put out were, were totally, uh, they played with those statistics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you died, if you fell down a flight of stairs and you died, they said you died from COVID. Yeah. You know? That's if you right. died in a car crash, it was attributed to COVID. So if you, if you really, if you look at the real numbers of people who died from the virus itself, they're not that different than the people who had died the year before from the flu. That's right. So we were totally misled by that and misled by Fauci. Uh, You know, one of the first things I would do if I was in the White House was I would fire Fauci. Oh, gosh, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, um, you know, this whole uh, Trump, you know, resurgence and rally and this whole concept of Save America, the Save America tour. um, There can't be I mean, that couldn't be a, a true statement right there that we really need to save America right now. I think we still have a chance I believe in America. I believe in Americans. Um, and I, I just am, I'm just absolutely terrified of what they're going to pull out of their you-know-what in time for 2022. Um, well, they've already pulled it. That, that's what the January 6th yeah. investigation is about. But it's it's really a continuation then. of the Mueller investigation. That didn't work, so now they're doing this because they think that maybe if, if they can really uh, put all of the, uh, the responsibility for January 6th on mm-hmm. Trump, that he won't be able to run. But I feel like they have to, they're going to have to have something else, though, in the fall, don't you think? Another COVID well, research. I'm sure they'll come up with something. I don't know what it's going to be. But there'll be some dirty trick. 
And that's why it's so important to have an informed electorate. And that's why I want people to get out and read my book. And by the way, my book just hit number one, number one Amazon bestseller. That's amazing. I saw that on your Twitter today. And you're a great follower. Well, people are, people are getting it. They're getting the message. Mm-hmm. The word is getting out. And that's, it's all about educating people and making them aware. And by the way, when you, when you say we have to save America, um, that's a kind of an amorphous concept. And let me, can I have a minute here just to, to make it more down to earth? What, what you and I are talking about, are we talking about specific values, like free speech? Yes. The, the Democrats want to eliminate free speech. Uh, respect for the rights of the individual. They want to take that away. Uh, the rule of law. We have a government right now that refuses to enforce its own, its own statutes. They want to end the rule of law. They want to end due process. Uh, they want to open the borders. Uh, they, you know, they, they, want to, uh, they want to end uh, private property. All of all these things that have underscored America and what America is, they want to get rid of all of that, and they want to they want to turn this country into a sort of another Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, it's almost like they want total chaos and opening up the border and causing all this chaos and poverty to come in, so that we turn around and look at the government and say, "Please help us, help us," just like we did with COVID. We did that with COVID. We all got really scared for five minutes. And we were like, what are you, what is the company going to do? We don't have enough ventilators. We don't have enough antibiotics. You know, we were like panicking. I remember those first few days. Um, and, and so it's almost like they want to cause this, this chaos and these prosecutors that aren't prosecuting the right way. And, uh, you know, the bail reform and, um, you know, the open borders to cause, you know, how, how many um, people they've caught coming over the border that are on the terror watch list. How many didn't we catch? You know, it's like, what are they doing to us? Um, and so you're in one of your in one of the chapters in your book, Ed, you write about Biden's secret immigration policy. And we're speaking with Ed Brodo. Uh, and and I, I wanted to just uh, touch upon that. What do you think his secret immigration policy really is? OK, aside from removing everything that Trump p- implemented to protect our borders. Um, but more importantly, are these impeachable because he is not following the rule of law of this country? Well, they should be impeachable. But, you know, it seems that only applies to Republicans. You can impeach Republicans, but you can't <laughs> impeach Democrats. But, but the secret here is that the Democrats want those people to come across. They want millions to come across. And the reason is they believe that these people, if they're given the right to vote, that they'll all vote Democratic. Now, that may not be true. We just had a, yeah. uh, an election in Texas in, in a heavily uh, Hispanic district where they voted, you know, they voted for a Republican for the first time uh, since the Civil War. So uh, that may not be true, but that's what the Democrats believe. So Biden and his whoever is running Biden, they want the border open. They want these people coming in. And what's the real secret is they're, they're not only letting them into the country, but they're using our money and our Air Force planes to fly these people around to different undisclosed parts of the country. They're not telling us where. They're dropping them off. We don't know where they're going. We don't know what they're doing when they get there. We don't know who's supporting them when they get there. It's all done in secret. And that is not the way we do it in this country. That's the way Stalin did it in the Soviet Union. Yes, and and one of the things also that we've seen happen in Europe, and I remember talking about this years ago when we were having a lot of ISIS attacks, um, was that there are these uh, no-go zones where, you know, the Muslim Sharia law has taken root and the local police, they don't bother going in there because it's like they're self-policing. And so we had some 
communities around the country here putting into their ordinances where they won't recognize Sharia law and everybody laughed at them, you know. Um, but you know that could very well happen. <laughs> that could very well happen. Well, it already has happened. It happened in... It um, happened in Dearborn, Michigan. Yes, right. And, it, and I pointed out in my book, there were a number of cities uh, in, in the country that uh, a lot of it was thanks to Obama. He took uh, people... Uh, from from the third world and, and put them in to small communities mm-hmm. and now the police are afraid to go into those That's communities right. in the United States we didn't learn from it we should be learning from what happened in Europe mm-hmm. now, Europe has been totally changed oh yeah uh, and uh, Germany started it Germany opened up their borders all these other countries did the same thing and on the grounds of compassion and now uh, you have a country like Sweden, which has become the rape capital of Europe, mm. or the rape capital of the world. Wow. Uh, the UK, uh, Denmark, Holland, France. France is having a civil war right now uh, between the Muslim immigrants who refuse to assimilate and, and the French government. We, we have to learn from that experience, but we're not learning. It's a it's a scary time, and, and you're right. I mean, we saw what happened with um, what happened in in Italy with COVID. Uh, they fought, kind of follow, followed suit after China because of the influence China has on Italy, uh, you know, it, it had a major impact, I think, on the way they handled uh, their citizens during COVID. I mean, the, the atrocities that we saw in other countries is just unfathomable. I, I and, and parts of this country, you know, um, we, we, I'm lucky enough to live in South Carolina. And uh, we didn't have treatment like that. But I mean, what goes on in California and New York, which is where I'm originally from, I can't believe what my relatives have been telling me. Well, I live in California, and I can't believe what's going on oh, here. There you go. Now, a very good thing happened last week. They voted to get rid of the uh, uh, Soros-supported district attorney in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I forgot her name. And yeah. uh, that's a big thing, because mm-hmm. I think the same thing may happen in, in Los Angeles. With uh, it could happen in New, New York. You've got this guy in New York now. Mm-hmm. All these prosecutors who refuse to prosecute criminals who care more about criminals than victims, yeah. uh, these people are starting to be voted out. And that's another indication that uh, things are going our way. Yeah, absolutely. In, in the end, we are still American, and we don't understand this. And when we start to see it, it makes us all feel uncomfortable. And now it's uh, the price, uh, the, the inflation rate has gotten everyone's attention. And uh, m- maybe this was the best wake-up call we could have had. Uh, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, you know, when people feel it in their pocketbook, yeah. when they can't afford to buy groceries, mm-hmm. it suddenly becomes very real. Absolutely. Well, Ed, I want to thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to speak with you, and I hope to speak with you again, and I wish you great luck with your book, and you're already on your way, number one on the Amazon bestseller list. It's um, America on its Knees, The Cost of Replacing Trump with Biden, Ed Brodo. Um, We can follow you everywhere and on Twitter, and you write for all different kinds of um, publications as well. So uh, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thank you. The Long Story Short Podcast with Liz Calloway. 